Welcome to episode two of the UK Housing Market Podcast. And today, Anish and I are going to be discussing the issues that sellers and buyers are facing with properties that have cladding in the UK. Welcome to the UK Housing Market Podcast with your hosts, Anish Patel and Thomas Honor. So Anish, let's start off. Um, give us a little bit of background about these cladding issues. So guys, firstly, thank you everyone for tuning in. But in terms of cladding, right, everyone knows the Grenfell Tower incident, what happened three and a half years ago. Now, since that incident, you know, a lot of blocks, like flats, have, have got this highly combustible material, right, which is called aluminium comp composite material i think that's what it's called but it's highly yeah, composite material composite yeah, yeah. material right now that was the main cause for the fire in the grenfell tower incident and now what the uk government is trying to do is make sure that all high-rise buildings within the uk are safe to live in right yeah now a good fact for a lot of you is 450 buildings within the uk are covered in it and 356 of those buildings are residential buildings. So this, is the, this is the same highly combustible material that was on Grenfell is on another circa 150 properties in the UK, of which were how many are residential? 350? 356. That's what right, okay. the UK government statistics are saying right now. That's madness. That is madness, you know. So you can imagine what effect it's having for people who are living in them in terms of not knowing if they're safe or not. So yeah, this is where the government's sort of um, intervening, so to speak. So they've created something called the building safe, the building safety program, right? Right. So this was established to make sure that the aluminium composite material cladding is removed from all high rise buildings across the country. So right. to ensure that all the residents are living in a safe environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I assume then mate, you know, I think we spoke off there and, I've not come across in my, my profession, I've not come across a huge amount of properties with this cladding um, based on where I am. I'm sort of South Northampton, Oxfordshire area. You obviously are in, in, the, in, in London. Is this quite common where you are? A lot of these properties, would you say, are in around the London area or is it all the way across the UK? So firstly, Tom, you are very lucky that you haven't come across this or any of your clients have come across this. Um, it's not too common in the UK, but I mean, in London, sorry, but I am getting quite a lot of clients who are facing issues just because they're looking to buy properties in flats. Yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, mate, you go ahead. Yeah, so it, it's it's properties, it's more common in flats than is it, like high-rise flats or Correct. blocks? It won't yeah, be yeah. on houses, just high-rise buildings. Okay, fine. Okay, that makes sense. Good. And so, so the government have put this incentive in place then to, or, or this initiated this removal of all of it. Um, what, 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 what do we know about that at the moment? Is that actually going ahead or is it just a proposal at this stage? Or So right now there's two things, right? This safety program is going ahead, right? It is there. Yeah. However, the valuers have created something called an EWS1 form. So yeah. what that form is called is an external firewall review form, right? And that's a fire and safety report for the building. Now, what happens to that in that report is materials from that building are tested to ensure that they are safe, yeah. right? That's the easiest way to explain it. Now, technically speaking, by law, that any building above 18 meters 
has to have an EWS1 certificate to ensure that it's right. safe for its right. residents. And that makes sense as to why it's mainly flats then, because Correct. a lot of those are above 80 meters. Fine. Okay. And you, you mentioned there the valuers. So I'm assuming this is now, you know, this is creating issues mainly, not necessarily people that are just living in them, you know, but probably more so people that are trying to sell and buy because that's when a valuer gets instructed, right? With a mortgage. Um, I guess people are still concerned if they live in a house that's got this highly combustible material. Um, but I'm guessing at some point there's going to be arrangements to get that removed. But I guess it's, it's causing more issues with those trying to sell those types of properties and more issues with people trying to buy a property with any type of cladding like to determine whether it you know is is highly combustible or not yeah mate so to be honest i'm getting it from both ends you know like i've got clients right. trying to sell their property and then buyers trying to buy properties yeah. and basically in a nutshell what happens is before we even go into like the scenarios the ews1 form basically it's up to the freeholder to pay for that fire safety report. Now, right, if okay. the building's 80 meters and below, there's no obligation for the freeholder to get that report. Now, the issues which I'm facing with mortgage lenders is mortgage lenders are do not want to take the risk on. Even if the building is 80 meters and below, that's not every mortgage lender. That's just a lot of mortgage lenders that I've been typically dealing with. So for example, if my client's trying to sell their property, the person that's buying their property if their property, for example, that doesn't have an EWS1 form, the person that's buying it cannot get a mortgage on that right. property because yeah. it's deemed as a high risk to the mortgage lender and vice versa, where I've got clients trying to buy a property, but they can't get the EWS1 form for that property. So yeah. no one is able to get mortgage lending, mortgage funding on the property, you know? Right, so okay. And that's the issue then. That's the huge issue at the moment is that trying to buy and sell uh, any type of property with cladding on, particularly flats, it's just, by the sounds of it, incredibly difficult at the moment. It is in terms of if it's like a high rise. If it's just a normal, you know, like a two bed, three bed, like three story building, I've had no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. But anything yeah. which is similarly to a, like a high rise, I've been getting mortgage lenders asking the question. Now, yeah. I've had clients who, in, unfortunately, are stuck where they are because they are so reliant on selling the current place to buy the new place that they want to live in, they can't sell because the money's in the bricks and no one can buy it off them. And that that form then, you mentioned it's the responsibility of the freeholder. So say you've got a block of flats with, I don't know, 25 flats in it. Yeah. You get, you know, the freeholder it owns the, the the land that it sits on and they will be paying, you know, a service charge or some lease, uh, there'll be a lease agreement with the freeholder. When they come out, when these valuers have to come out and assess the property, do they just do that one flat that is trying to be sold or is this a report for the whole block? So they do a report for the whole block. And that's the issue, right. I guess, is it? Because the freeholder perhaps hasn't got a massive incentive or an immediate incentive to provide that report or pay for that report, where, you know, whereas the seller wants it done now because they want to sell their property. Exactly. But the so, freeholder perhaps hasn't, isn't quite as motivated to get it done. So the only way I can say this to you, Tom, is like, and everyone listening is, imagine you own the freehold for a property, right? Now, that property had 40 flats in and it was... It wasn't over 18 meters, right? I don't even know if that makes sense, but it wasn't over 18 <laughs> meters, right? Yeah. But why, if you are no under no obligation to actually provide this EWS1 form, would you spend money at your own pocket to get it? Yeah, exactly. It's costing no. you. The, government, the government's not helping you out, right? So I yeah. understand from that point of view why people don't want it, but then it's still restricting people who are trying to buy or sell their place. So yeah. at some point, something needs to be done because if 
you're trying to buy and sell, the mortgage lenders are not providing funding on the property. Like something needs to happen where there's a solution for everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, then these these occupants, these people that own these flats, pretty much prisoners in their own home, aren't they? They can't sell it. People can't buy them. That's the, that's the big issue at the moment. Yeah. So people can't buy them. People can't sell them now. Obviously, like in terms of the cladding getting fixed, so the ones that have got the EWS one form, and people saying, you know, like in terms of the materials, they're going to amend the cladding or change the cladding within the building. Right now, um, I've got a nice little fact for you guys. The Public Accounts Committee basically are saying that 155 out of 455 high-rise buildings with similar cladding to Grenfell have just been replaced. But that still right. leaves like 300 high-rise buildings yeah, where yeah. cladding is still an issue, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Anisha's bringing the facts <laughs> off the press again, living up to the name of the fact man. Yes. But yeah, so that, and then I, I guess in terms of, you know, let's just say that this form, we can get the freeholder to get this um, report done, get the form. Um, and, you know, how quick is that to get someone out to assess it? Is it, can any surveyor do it? Or is it a specialist type of surveyor that can, that can assess, I'm assuming it's quite a specialist role. So I actually, it has to be a RICS qualified surveyor, first of all, right? Yeah. I don't actually know the industry qualification, in honesty, in terms of what that valuer needs to do. But I do know that only 291 valuers within the UK can actually provide this certificate. Because wow. what happens is this EWS1 form, this is only for the mortgage lenders, don't forget, it's signed off by the valuer. So in effect, yeah, the yeah. valuer is putting their name to this building, right? So it's a big thing. A lot of valuers actually do not probably want to take the risk on oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. and put their name towards it. So you've got 291 people that can actually do this report. And it's not like it's a report overnight. Like you have to get the materials from certain elements of the building. Because if it's a high-rise building, you can't just go on the ground floor. Yeah, you can't yeah. Analyze the whole building. So you need to take material out from the internal cladding, which is a process on its own. Then it gets yeah. sent to labs to basically analyze. Then you get your wow. findings back. So it's not like you'll get a report within like a home buyer survey within a week. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's a proper intense, like a proper, a proper full process. examination. Yeah. yeah and it, like, I'm assuming, I don't know if you know the cost, probably not, but I'm assuming it's quite a costly process. You know, so people are going out, you know, going up these buildings, like you say, sending it off to labs. Like I say, it's not like they're sending a value around. They're in there out 15 minutes, quick check in the loft, a few measurements. Yeah, done. It's, you know, this is, you know, it's quite a rigorous examination. So I guess it's costing the freeholders quite a lot of money to get this done. Yeah. So to be honest, I actually don't know the full costings, right? But I've heard rumours and don't quote me on this, but this is what I've heard from people anywhere like 20 to 40,000. Wow. To get these things yeah. into, you know, it's yeah. massive. Like if you're the freeholder, you're really going to consider before you go and do this now i know you know ethically speaking you should be doing it for the safety but you can see where the problem lies yeah the yeah, freeholder yeah. doesn't want to pay for it the leaseholder's clearly not going to pay for it so the leaseholder is the person who's actually living in the flat so who's going to get you that form so everyone's stuck. yeah 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 so what's the what's the proposal then is it the proposal that the government step in and fund this or do so you know what what, what sort of ideas have been because i i obviously we were talking on last week's episode about stamp duty extension and what's going to happen and they debated it on monday 
I know one of the things in there was people were saying, well, actually, you know, sort the stamp duty issues. Let's sort the cladding issues out. This is bigger. This is a bigger issue that we've got at the moment. So has there been any sort of ideas floated around or what, you know, what the solution is? Right now, it's just this building safety program from what I know. Now, that is not linked to the EWS1 form or anything right, like that. Okay. In terms of funding, I haven't seen anything or read anything that, you know, this is going to get funded. Now, this is, as I said before, mate, this is where the problem lies and people are waiting for a solution to this, you know, because yeah. obviously, as we said last week regarding stamp duty, Rishi Sunak abolished it up to 500k. So that got the market moving again. Yeah, Something yeah. needs to be done to get the market for flats to move again for people stuck in these situations or we're just going to end up with like a lot of people who hate where they're living. Yeah. 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 I just can't sell it. hundred percent. Like if you can't sell your house and you really want to move, then you're literally, you know, it's impossible. Like I read on BBC news the other day, there was a young couple who bought their first, first home, right? It was, I think it was like in 2014. Now they want to move now. They've got two kids. Now that, flat that they're in they've not got enough space in there yeah yeah so they're relying on selling their current place to buy the new one and they're stuck not mortgageable can't sell it they've had people try to buy their place can't get a mortgage yeah. on it what do you do and i guess all their life savings everything they've done is all in that flat you know in terms of their deposit their monthly payments they're making on it you know it's not like they could just leave it and go and buy somewhere else you know it's got exactly. all their equity in it and their deposit for any other potential purchase so yeah, it's, um, I can see why it was mentioned on Monday and why it's become, like I say, it's not something I've, in my area, come across loads. I've had the odd one here or there, people out of my area where I bought a new build, as an example, um, and they've required this form. But I guess with a new build, you know, they know the, the requirements or they know the requirements have come in so that, you know, they're, they're probably more inclined to provide the report because a new build developer is not going to sell any properties if they can't get mortgages on them. So, yeah, yeah. but in terms of secondhand, I've not had any, it's, it's, it's really interesting to, to hear about this. Have you had any success stories anywhere, you know, people have been able to move and sell? Yeah. So in terms of, I've had a few success stories where people have got the EWS form where they're fortunate to have it, but then I've had to miss in my honest opinion, I've had more where people are not, able to sell it you know i don't want to say to you, yeah i've got loads of people that i've done it for and it's not because that's something completely outside everyone's control yeah um like a fact for you guys is 2.8 million flats within the uk need confirmation that they are safe right wow. 2.8 million people well not people just flats so imagine how many people that affects right yeah yeah and another thing for you guys to sort of know is um a quarter of leaseholders basically their sales are uh, falling through so that's a quarter really? leaseholder yeah. flats. So just going back to the beginning, then at the beginning, we, you mentioned about this aluminium, this is a mouthful, isn't it? Aluminium yeah. <laughs> composite material. We call it a ACM for short. Yeah, is that, that yeah. ACM, yeah. So 450 are covered in just that type of material, but you're saying that's just that material that's combustible. There are other flats that need, in the millions, that need checking or that might you know yeah. uh, right okay fine so it isn't just you know because 450 it's a lot of flats right but yeah, yeah. you know that's just that one material that grenfell tower that's what's been identified in. so that's right. what's been identified right. as i said before like in terms of so many flats still haven't got this ews1 form so there's so many people not knowing what whether it is that material exactly. whether it's another material that's also just as basically living in fear 
in all honesty, living in fear. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone knows what Grenfell was like. Like yeah, and we've we've taken a bit of a slant here more about how to get mortgages and people not being able to buy and sell. But forget that for a minute. You know, let's go back to the young couple that have got two kids now. Maybe yeah. they didn't want to sell and they're happy to stay. But they've got two kids in a flat that's got cladding on it, which they don't know could go up in flames at any point. You know, so that's. You know, I say forget this buying and selling at all. You know, people that are just content where they are are living in fear that Mate. through no result of their own, it could be, you know, we don't know what happened with Grenfell and how that started, but it could be an accident, a complete freak of nature that sets the whole building on fire. Mate, a toaster, a toaster. You, you hear it all the time, right? A toaster yeah. sets fire to the flat or whatever. And then that just goes like, it's just living in fear, mate. Because if you look at this flat, right? And if anyone wants um, a link to this after, you know, just drop us a comment and let us know because I've got actually a link to the article. It's such a good read. Like this building on the outside, mate, looks amazing, immaculate. Like you would, if you didn't know any better, you, you know, and your first time buy, you'd definitely go for it. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's got a nice balcony. It looks nice. It's painted fresh, but internally, this is like a proper thing of looks can be deceiving. Yeah. You know? yeah. Never judge a book by its cover. And yeah. this is exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's madness. Well, I've, I think, you know, hopefully people that have been listening have um, found it interesting. I certainly have, and I'm in the oh, industry. Sorry. Like I said, you know, I think this shows where, you know, different people that are in different in, in our industry, whether it's mortgage advice, estate agents, solicitors, you know, depending on where you are in the country are facing you know, different issues and uh, different specialisms. So it's interesting to get some insight on that. So I found it useful if no one else did. Even everyone's switched off by now, mate. There won't be <laughs> no one. No one's made it to this point in the pod, but at least I found it interesting. So oh, thank cheers, you for man. thank you for sharing your expertise on that. Anything else you, you think that's worthwhile adding before we wrap up? No, just you know, as always, look, we're on all social media platforms now. So our podcast is on Apple now as well. So I think last time when we recorded, we're only on Spotify. I think we're on a lot more channels. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants a link to our Facebook page that we've created for the podcast, you know, that will have all the links on all the channels that we're on. But any questions on the cladding, just feel free to come to me or Tom and we'll be happy to sort of discuss with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And there's one thing I do want to add, not to do with cladding. Last week we spoke about your um, our podcast cover picture we got done yep. by a designer and um, <laughs> you weren't too pleased, were you, with with your look, no. which we've, we've kind of pretty much scrapped now. So I mentioned last week that people might be able to tune in and see the podcast cover photo. They're probably looking on there and thinking that doesn't look you know, what's the issue so as a little treat to all of our viewers obviously i guess i need your consent in each i was gonna <laughs> although we're not going to be using it i think it's only right that we give the public what they want and, and post the design of you with your lipstick on and um yeah. having gained an extra stone, <laughs> stone or so mainly around the facial area oh, so Tom. we'll put that on the facebook page so if anyone's yeah. listening go to the facebook page uk housing market podcast um, and you will see Anish in all his glory. Give us a bit of feedback. Let us know if you like it. Let us know. I mean, I think he looks quite good, to be honest, you know. But, oh, um... you're biased for Because you look good <laughs> in it. <laughs> Mate, I look like a million dollars. Compared to me, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, have a look. Um, give us a comment. Let us know what your thoughts are. But yeah, okay. as Anish said, thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks, we're now bye. on all the channels. So wherever you consume your podcasts, hopefully you can uh, you can now listen to us. And that's that's it until next week. Perfect. Nice one. Cheers. The latest. The latest UK property news.